Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 104, What Do You Want for the Holidays? Are you ready? Buckle up. Here they come. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Ah, do you find you're beginning to feel the holiday spirit or the holiday headache? Each year, we pick up where we left off last year, often never questioning why we're doing what we're doing and whether or not we really want to do it. Guess what? You don't have to do anything. You don't. You really don't. You don't have to celebrate any of the holidays. You don't have to put up Christmas decorations or even a Christmas tree. You don't have to purchase presents or make the white chocolate peppermint cheesecake. Yum! Because that's what you've always done in the past. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to make sure you all have matchy-matchy holiday pajamas. And side note, women, how do you get your husbands to actually wear those? You don't actually even have to go to church or acknowledge the birth of Jesus in any way. You could completely ignore the whole thing. Those of you who are screaming at the podcast, wait a minute, you're Catholic, you need to go to church. You know, if I only went to church when I was required to go, that would not be a great reason to go to church. I mean, if it's the only reason that gets you there, okay. But this is about choosing to make decisions out of love. I don't want to just check the box. I want to go to church and every other action that I do through the holiday season out of love. And it's important for us to take that sort of stark moment where we strip away everything and say, I don't have to do anything so that we can choose to do the things that we love. In order for us to make free decisions, we have to strip all the I have tos away. Then choose from a clean place rather than from a place of obligation. And when you choose to do things from a clean place, that's when you're choosing from a place of love. Love your why whenever you make a decision. That doesn't mean that it will be easy or completely joyful, but it is what you want to do and you know and love your why. Becoming intentional in our life means that we think about what we do, why we want to do it, and make the decision to follow through. Not simply do what is expected of us, which can often cause us to build resentments. We feel trapped or forced or without any ability to decide based on what we want our life to look like. That can include something we don't really want to do, but we find a reason as to why we decide to do it from a positive, generous place. I dislike Halloween with a passion. 
I always have disliked it. I think I didn't have great memories growing up as a child, walking around in my princess costume and my mother's wig. And I was usually alone because my brothers went off on their own and there were not a lot of girls in my neighborhood. So yeah, I don't have great uh, memories of Halloween, but I really wanted my children to have great memories. So even though I hate Halloween, I came from a place of love in making their costumes. I wanted them to have amazing costumes that they would remember for the rest of their life. It wasn't about the candy for me. It was about the costume. And so I had to change my thinking. Instead of, I hate Halloween, I had to change the thinking. Actually, I didn't have to. I chose to change my thinking. I want to give my children a great memory. And the feeling that came from that was real deep love. And that's what motivated my actions to make amazing costumes. I have to say they were amazing. Between my husband and me, so he's the artist um, and I just put things together, but he and I would come up with the designs that the children, you know, they told us what character they wanted to be and we would come up with some amazing designs and we would make these great costumes. And my children are in their 30s and they still talk about their great costumes. Our actions were fueled by our emotions. And our emotions were love, care, thoughtfulness for our children. Even though we didn't like really what we were doing, we let the emotions fuel the doing of it. You can do all the correct things on the outside, but if they're driven by feelings of anger or resentment or just feeling obligated, you won't enjoy them. You won't add anything to the quality of your life. And even sadder than that, the people around you will know you're just going through the motions. The actions aren't really worth much. I remember when my children were old enough, really probably to start noticing, I guess, you know, the older ones were getting to be about 10 or 11. And they're like, mom, you don't like Halloween? I'm like, yeah, no, I've never liked Halloween, but I love doing this for you. So when you're thinking about what you're going to do for the holidays with either your children or your grandchildren or whomever in your family, find the why that fuels the good emotions so that you do it with love rather than out of obligation. Don't just check the boxes. When you prepare for family celebrations, does it come from a place of genuine generosity? Or is it from a place of resignation and resentment? Okay, now I'm going to ask you some questions about what you want to achieve at the end of this month and a half. What is the outcome you want during this holiday season? Why do you want to achieve it? If you achieve it, what will it mean to you? How do you feel when you imagine realizing this outcome? What will be the same when you realize this outcome? In other words, in what ways are you already or have you already lived to create this outcome? What will be different when you realize this outcome? 
How will you need to change to become the person who has realized this outcome? All right, now let me go back and I'm going to fill in my answers to this question and maybe that will help generate some thoughts and ideas for yourself. All right, what is the outcome I want at the end of this holiday season? I want to celebrate the holidays with my family, sharing our friendship and deep connection infused by our faith and our family culture. Why do you want to achieve it? Because the holidays are vapid to me without being informed by my faith and because the holidays are an opportunity for us to create wonderful memories. If you achieve it, what will it mean to you? Peace, joy, and a sense of nurturing this large and growing family. How do you feel when you imagine realizing this outcome? Thankful and completely overwhelmed with love. What will be the same when you realize this outcome? Well, mostly everything We'll go to Mass on the holidays together, thanking God for all the blessings he's given to us. We'll gather together as our large family, all 28 of us. We'll do our usual traditions that we've created that serve our growing family well. And we'll continue to nurture the new traditions. A couple of years ago, we started a talent show on the day that we celebrate Christmas together as a family, and all the children, some of the adults, get up and do a little talent, and it's been great. What will be different when you realize this outcome? Well, this year, I'm going to ask more people to help with the actual get-togethers rather than taking on everything myself. How will you need to change to become the person who has realized this outcome? I will need to let go of being the people pleaser, of worrying all the time if I'm doing enough and being enough. All right, once you think about what the outcome is that you want and you tap into how you will feel when you have that outcome, because that's really important. If you know how you think you'll feel when you have that outcome, again, that will fuel your actions so that you'll actually have that result, that outcome. But in the process, obstacles are going to come up. And you overcome an obstacle by knowing your strategy. So after you've come up with this outcome that you want, now identify obstacles that you think might come up to prevent the outcome that you want. And what strategy you will have to overcome the obstacle. So for me, every year, I have always made the granddaughters Christmas dresses. Every year. I think it was six last year. And that has been an obstacle for me to enjoy Christmas. Um, To really enjoy my Advent time, actually. Because for us, as Catholics, we celebrate Advent, the time of waiting, Uh, until Jesus comes. And then we actually celebrate Christmas, starting on Christmas Day, and it goes through the baptism of the Lord, which is a couple weekends after New Year's. I, I don't exactly know the timing of it. It depends on when Christmas falls. So, um, 
the obstacle has always been that I'm so busy working to make the dresses, which I love to make. I've always loved to make them. But I think in the last couple of years, I've realized it just takes away my joy. Um, And so this year, my strategy was either I'm going to start the dresses earlier so that I make them, or I'm not going to make them. And because of some family issues and um, other obligations, I could not start the dresses earlier. So my strategy to overcome the obstacle was I wasn't going to make them. And I'm okay with that. So identify the obstacles that will get in the way of the outcome that you want. But as soon as you write down the obstacle, write down your strategy for dealing with it. Okay, now we have to have a to-do list. So this is a to-do list that we're going to work on. This is going to be a to-do list that you actually um, hone down to be the list you really want to do. So after you've decided what your outcome is, Take your time, take 10 to 15 minutes, make a list of everything you want to do and think you need to do in the next month and a half. Don't edit. Just write down everything you want to do for yourself and for your family. Now you're going to prioritize. Remember, you need to do this on paper. If you do it in your head, it doesn't work. (laughs) Okay, you have to write it down on paper. So you've written down all the things that you think you need to do in the next month and a half for the holidays. Now you're going to prioritize and you're going to make a list of your five top priorities for the next month and a half. What are they? They could include sleep seven hours a night, or they could include host a cookie exchange party. It is about what you want to prioritize, not what you feel obligated to do. So write down your top five priorities of what you want to do in the next month and a half, and then put them in order. And then ask yourself, why did you put them in this order? Why is your number one priority so important to you? Remember, knowing your why is critical to achieving your result. When you know your why, ask yourself, how will you feel? Knowing how you feel will be the fuel to your actions. And then ask yourself, am I currently planning my next month and a half to live with these priorities? Or does anything need to change in order to align your priorities better? What can you eliminate from your to-do list because it doesn't align with your priorities? Cross those items off the list and let them go. What are the most important to-dos and why? Now you're going to go back to your desired outcome. And when you look at your prioritized list of to-dos, does that accomplish your ultimate outcome? You can decide. You don't need to do what you've always done because you've always done it, especially if it doesn't serve the outcome you most desire. You can decide what you want your holidays to look like for you and your family. Be intentional and find joy in everything you do. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, 
I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.